ready for some football? You are now listening to Down South Football Podcast. Welcome to Down South Football uh, Podcast, people. How is everybody doing tonight? We got we got a special guest. We got our boy Ricky Green in the building. His first time with us here on Down South Football Podcast, and of course, we got our regulars. We got Mr. David Gardner. We got Mr. Ben. I am DJ Double Dose Dennis. Uh, we are missing uh, mm-hmm. Tuck. Tuck had a little bit something that kind of came up, but we in the night talking to Mr. Ricky Green, man from uh tide talk sports man talking a little recruiting we're gonna talk a little team activity and we're gonna talk about of course the upcoming game so ricky how you doing tonight man i'm doing all right really i'm cool as creek water just hanging out get ready to talk to you guys what's going on hey look hey look ricky look man it's been a long time coming we always get people at us all the time like man when y'all gonna get some bama representation on the show when y'all go so look we deliver people here we go. <laughs> we do that. You can see I'm sitting on the front porch. You see on the little sign behind me got Big Al. There on you the go. Front porch. So we <laughs> most definitely do the Crimson Tide over here. Yes, I got sir. you qualified. <laughs> well, well, let's talk a little. Tell, tell the people if they don't know a little bit about Tide Talk Sports and who you are and a little bit about your background before we move into everything. Tide Talk Sports is a, a website that me and a few guys, uh, Stacey Blackwood, Jake Thomas, uh, started up because we believe that Alabama fans shouldn't have to pay monthly subscriptions to get information about the Crimson Tide. So we started this website, started putting our own sources to use and really digging for information and sharing that with everybody um, because we, we're trying to build a brand that will last and have for my kids and my children's children something that connects them back to the University of Alabama and it's really about that. It's about family and football and just uh, trying to share information with, with everybody that, that cares to have it. Okay, cool. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a good concept. Let's let's talk a little bit of recruiting. We, we've talked before, of course, you know, Alabama right now. Uh, I thought it was funny. I've said this on a previous show that I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I don't care who you cheer for. You know, you know, there's a few things that are gonna happen. You know, Def Texas and Alabama gonna finish top of recruiting classes. You know, that's just, that, that's just something that's gonna happen. But you know, with the recruiting, you had the they've been killing it in Texas with the Brock Meyer brothers and all this stuff that's going on out there. But before we get into the class, uh, I want to ask you about a couple of uh, prospects that are seen to be leaning Bama's way. What 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 you got on Kool Aid McKinstry? What you feel about him right now? Kool Aid's recruitment has been kind of wild in the sense that it's been a whole lot of back and forth and in recruiting a lot of times you see some back and forth but it may not really be that you know what i'm saying it's a lot of smoke and mirrors it's a lot of things some guys enjoy the process they they want to troll a little bit here and there and that's just part of it but with kool-aid it really was a lot of back and forth auburn was heavily involved lsu did a good job recruiting them as well um but particularly in the last week and a half or two weeks, I think I've seen his recruitment start trending back towards Alabama. And I've actually got him, uh, did a prediction article back several days ago for TideTalkSports.com. And I've, I've got Kool-Aid rolling with the Tide. Um, at this point, I'll be very surprised if he don't end up at Alabama. Okay. Another guy that I wanted to ask you about real quick was, uh, was Mason Smith. 
because they just dropped his top five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, big defensive tackle, man. I heard he's kind of a heard he's a lean too to Alabama. I just want to get your thoughts on him also. I'm watching that really close because you didn't really start hearing uh, a whole lot about Alabama and Smith just until recently, really, the last month or so. We heard his name mentioned some back four, five, six months ago, but then it was really quiet. He seems like he kind of um, keeps everything close to the vest. He's not out here, you know, looking to, to play the game, uh, so to speak, and, and draw a lot of attention. He's working on his, his current high school season. He put out his top six, I believe it was, uh, just a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. And some people are now starting to say he's trending to Alabama. I think that LSU, even with them kind of having a down season, still you got to watch LSU uh, with Mason Smith. There's a long uh, established relationship there between himself and the Tigers coaching staff. And if Alabama is able to pull him off, It'll be impressive. It'll be, you know, another deal like where Alabama was able to get uh, Cam Robinson and and some of those other boys that we were fighting LSU for. Be one of those type of deals. But Nick Saban would definitely love to have another five-star talent at defensive tackle. Yeah, that defensive that that defensive tackle uh, class is looking is looking pretty good uh, for Alabama right now. You definitely can't you can't you definitely can't deny that. So. Let me ask you just a, a question about, about recruiting before I let Dave and them uh, chime in. Who is your favorite recruit of this 2021 class right now? It's hard to say. Just one. There's so many good recruit, recruits in this class. Um, I guess I could probably – I'd probably base it on needs from an Alabama perspective, really, rather than just – which recruit is my personal favorite? Like I right. said, so many of them. I could look at one of the big offensive line recruits. Um, J.C. Latham uh, is an absolute dog down at IMG Academy. IMG. And then you got mm-hmm. the, uh, like you mentioned, Tommy Brockemeyer, his brother James. It's it's several different ways I can go, but I, I would probably look towards one of those big offensive tackles. Okay. Well, let me bring a, a, the guy in. He finally, I guess he finally got a little break at work. Let me see if I can get him into this stream real quick. Hey, yes, what's going on, Tuck? Bruh, y'all are killing me. But yeah, number one, man, just, uh, just, we, uh, we, 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 you know, we sitting right. there, ta- we sitting there talking to Ricky, man, and, uh, Ricky. Getting, those, getting a what's few happening? things going on. So, uh, the, any other fellas, y'all got any other questions about recruiting before we move on to the team or y'all good or what you got? Nah, nah, you, cover, you cover the recruiting. Nah, I, I, I'm good, man. I'm ready to go talk about the defense. I got you. Well, hey, well, let's 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 move on. Let's talk about the team itself. Uh, you know about about some of the. We already know about Mac Jones. We already know about everything with the offense. And I think you know that everybody wants to know about. Everybody wants to know about uh, the defense. Right, so, right. I will say there was a few guys on there that I was happy to see uh, that I thought you know performed real well. Of course, Will Anderson has been a name you've been hearing about. Uh, as a true freshman doing this thing, but let me, I'm going to let you give your perspective on what happened or what you think that had happened uh, this past week uh, with, with, with the defense and everything and see what, and see what you feel about that. Uh, I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. I try to be eight more than 92 and everything that I do when I'm talking about <laughs> football. So I'm going to stay that way with y'all tonight. Look, Pete Golden ain't it y'all. 
and I, I understand that maybe Nick Saban believes in him or, or Nick thinks that he can somehow or another turn it around and do this, but, man, I was watching that Ole Miss-Alabama game and saw Dylan Moses that was on the cover of ESPN, the magazine, the summer after his eighth grade year in, in, in school. We're talking about an eighth grader on the cover of ESPN looking at the sideline like, Coach, what are we supposed to be doing? And I saw Pete Golden looking back at Dylan Moses like, bro, I'm not, I'm not really sure what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> when you have that talented of players that lost, it's a real issue. And I honestly think that it, it points a lot to Pete Golden. Yeah, we missed some tackles. There's some sloppy stuff going on. But you can fix sloppy stuff. You can't fix – not knowing what to do, not knowing where to line up, and not knowing when to do it. You can't that's that's coaching in my opinion. That points towards our defensive coordinator. Do you do you think that there's too many voices in the room, you know, with Charles Kelly, with Charlie with all of the analysts that they have on the defensive side? Do you think that they may all be influencing Pete and it's just not it is just not clicking between everyone and getting the information correctly to the players? I think Pete Golden may be overwhelmed at this point. He definitely looks to me like he's in over his head at Alabama right now. And you was talking about the number of assistants that we have right. and all of those analysts. I think it could definitely be at least a factor in him not being able to just pick one direction and run with that and say, this is our defense, this is what we're going to do. It could probably definitely be confusing, uh, especially for a young defensive coordinator like Pete Gold. Dave, I know you had a question. Go ahead, sir. Uh, well, let's talk about the secondary. So, you know, okay. I hear about the defensive coordinator, but you all, you all know who has their head on that secondary. Uh-huh. Yep. So, uh, what do you think about that, Ricky? I think that um, – I think Nick Saban needs to simplify his defense. I think that Nick Saban is proud, sometimes to a fault, um, most definitely. I think that he's too proud to admit he was wrong uh, with Pete Golden and the promotion that he gave him, and that's why we're in the mess we're in. But when you're talking about a guy that is supposed to be the granddaddy of all DB coaches, everybody's always talked about Saban's ability to coach defensive backs, corners, and safeties. Mm -hmm. um, I think that his complex style with those guys is not compatible with today's college football. The explosive offenses and the tempo at which they operate. I don't think the way he's teaching these guys to play defensive back may necessarily be the quickest and fastest or the best way to combat the pace and the complexity of today's college football offenses. Mm -hmm. There's definitely something to that. So you 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 think it's a situation where you think they're out there doing more thinking than reacting? Yeah, yeah, I think it's that. I mean, it's hard to play fast when you're unsure, and I just see I see way too much unsure across the board um, from the defensive line all the way back to our boundary cornerbacks. You see unsure everywhere you look. The body language, the looking around prior to the snap, it's just everywhere. And somebody has got to be able to step up and provide some leadership. I, I made a video tonight for the, the Chat Sports Alabama Football News and Rumors channel on YouTube 
talked about two things. Number one, Nick Saban has to simplify the defense right now the same way he let Jeremy Pruitt do his last few years as our defensive coordinator. Number two, we got to stop trying to force our players to fit the system. We need to start trying to design the system around the strengths of our players and what they can do and feel comfortable with rather than forcing them into a Nick Saban defense that they might not fit whatsoever. That We have to be willing to let them play to their strengths, and we're, we're not doing that. Be a little more flexible. Absolutely. Right. I, I do have a question about that, and, I, and, and I've heard this from several different, what I, if you want to quote Bama insiders or whatever. My question is, how much in your mind is Nick Saban actually involved in the defense? Does it, It's kind of things like he's involved during the week with the planning and everything, and then on game day he kind of just lets it happen? Or what's your opinion on that particular subject? I think that he's not as involved um, the past couple of years as he may have been previously. Mm-hmm. I think that the past three or four years, at least from being around the program and the sources that I have, he's become more of a delegator. He works hands-on with those corners uh, and a lot of the safeties there at practice throughout the week. But when it comes to really putting together a game plan and the installation of that game plan, he delegates that uh, to his coordinators and then just kind of tries to make sure that they do a good job at what they're supposed to do. I think we may be on the verge, though, of seeing him increase his role um, with the defense in particularly maybe even on a play calling type deal. Um, I don't think that, of course, we won't see Charlie uh, or uh, Pete Golden be fired midseason, but I do think that if Pete don't pick it up, I'm talking about like Saturday, because Georgia's coming whether you like it or not, and they have an elite defense, and they have a solid pro-style offense with a a great running game, a big, heavy, athletic offensive line. we got to be ready, and if we're not, it can get ugly, and we could see Nick Saban become more involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that I saw, and that I always see, when when it comes to that, that the, especially the very very fast tempo uh, that uh, some of these offenses run, uh, I I think with 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 Golding, I think he gets a little flustered. He doesn't know what to do. He got he's a deer in headlights. And I've yep. seen it so many times with some Alabama defenses, not, not in particular with when they play offenses like Auburn or they play offenses like Florida, because they're not like 100% fell to the middle. But when you got teams like you say, uh, like Clemson, then you got teams like uh, uh, you got teams like Ole Miss now, for example. Yep. Even first, for the first couple of quarters when Lane played at front Florida Atlantic, they had a tough time with Alabama then. I mean, Alabama had a tough time with Florida Atlanta then. So, what do you think if 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 Pete Golden did not, you know, uh, just can't, uh, is not up to the job at the end of the season, do you think he hires within? Or do you think he goes out and gets somebody else? Or, I mean, because, I mean, to me, it's not Golden. I think sometimes it's a little bit of the scheme. Uh, I mean, but that's almost like Alabama always struggles with a fast-paced offense. I mean, who can you get to slow down? I guess you could say, you're not going to completely stop. Who can you get to slow down? I think you was on to something with that. You're not going to stop it. One thing is a lot of times fans haven't changed their expectations yet. Used to, when you had a solid defense, you could go shut a team out. 
or right. you could go hold them to a field goal or six points. Right. That's not going to happen anymore, just to keep it all the way real. Offense today, they're too explosive. The tempo is too high. They're running 85, 90 plays a game sometimes. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone. But I still think it's possible to have a solid defense. And if I had to just pick somebody right now, my honest, you hear a lot of people talking about can Charlie Strong do the job or can he be the guy? I would like to see us promote from within and look to Freddie Roach, our defensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's one of the brightest young defensive minds in all of college football. And I think he's going to be a defensive quarter, coordinator sooner rather than later. So why not just go ahead and let him have that opportunity at Alabama where he went to school and played football at? I mean, I, I definitely could. I definitely could see that they would need some type of, uh, some type of maybe moving on from that particular style when it comes to uh, when it comes to Golden and everything else. It, it it seems to be like you said. I think what you said was right on spot about the defenses and like you know this is not like 2010 when it's like hey we're gonna like you said hold them to that one touchdown. Like the rules of the game now favor the offense. No doubt. Like a hundred percent, whether it's from pass interference to whether it's a, whether we're going to call it a pick or whether we're going to call it a rub, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just the actual, the, the spread out and everything. It feels like all the, all the rules of the game is, is, is going down that way, especially with the offensive lineman being able to go down supposedly quote unquote three yards downfield, which hardly <laughs> is never three yards. Let's just be Ooh, honest really, about that. Really counting them three yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to be really downfield for them for the ref to throw the flag or something like that. So right. I think I, I mean I do think that outside it kind of gives that issue of like Golden being overwhelmed and kind of stuff like that. I think a lot of people had a lot of expectations for Golden because what he did with Tosh McCoy when he took over like the call the last half of that particular season. And I think Saban had a lot of uh a lot of trust in him. But I also think that maybe fans need to understand that, you know, we are in a COVID season. Right. <laughs> we are in a season to where nothing normal. <laughs> there, there's nothing normal about right. uh, there's nothing normal about 2020. No so. Spring practice, none of that. Right. And that and that's good. I mean, that's great for. Can you imagine like someone like Malachi Moore would have had a spring to actually, you know, get everything down. Your fall camp wasn't the same. Yeah. But but you know, the good thing about it is, like you said, the offense is humming. So I think we we spent enough time on the defense. Let's let's talk about this special offense for a second. <laughs> with, I'd, with, be, <laughs> I'd be lying if I told you I expected this offense to be this good this year. I'd be straight lying to you. I don't think I expected them to be this good. The weapons, you knew it was there. Uh, you knew the line play was there. And I, I guess you could say Mac was the question. And I think Matt Jones got unfairly characterized with a lot of things uh, with the situation he had to come in at. But what's your impressions of the offense so far? It's sharp. I think that Steve Sarkeesian has done a fantastic job calling the offense. And I think that Mac Jones has looked like a young man that has command of the offense and he's, you know, he's played with surgical precision uh, so far. He's dropping dimes and I never thought I would see that from Mac Jones. I watched him last year in the few games that he played uh, when Tua got hurt and towards the end of the season. And I thought that he had potential and could be a solid quarterback in the Southeastern Conference. But if I, to think that we'd be sitting here after week three talking about Alabama is legit one of the top offenses in the entire nation. 
that's just crazy. And the playmakers are there, but my, my question was at quarterback. I even wondered at, at one time if Bryce Young might take this man's job. I and think we all did. I think I think everybody did. Like, I think I mean, Matt hurt us too. Mm-hmm. You say you think it hurt us? I think so, Matt heard something because I, I can't believe. And I was told, you know, three weeks before the season started, about three or four weeks, that there was a point where Mac Jones started being the first one to get to practice, the last one to leave, no more staying out late nights, just completely changed his preparation and really decided then that he was going to be the quarterback for this year's Alabama football team. And, it, man, that's crazy, the turnaround, because he went from basically being a uh, a slightly immature young quarterback uh, with a whole lot of moxie to a guy that's leading one of the more impressive offenses in the country pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you said something with that. I mean, cause like you said, I mean, sometimes you know we hear that all the time, and we always think it's coach speaking. We say competition breeds competition, but like you said, these are you know these are human beings, and when you constantly hearing. This guy came out of California. He's the man. He's going to – and you're already in the program. You're looking like, wait a minute now. You know what I'm saying? You know, let me get my stuff together. Like you said, him taking it amongst himself to be the first to leave, you know, the first to get there, the last to leave, that just shows you how bad he wanted to make sure that he showed everybody that, you know what, he going to have his time. But right now, I'm going to do what I got to do to hold on to this job. That's it. He they might play his way into the NFL, and I wouldn't yeah. have said that six months ago. Right. Mm. Dave, I think you had a question. Uh, well, more so of a comment. Um, I'm more interested to see on Saturday. I want to see how Alabama run game go uh, does against Georgia because uh, we talked about a little earlier on another show that, you know, Georgia is probably not going to be able to stack well. They're not going to probably they're not gonna be able to stack the box. They're gonna be defend that box with at least four, five, six max. Um, you know, yeah. but they're probably gonna see a lot of five in the box. I'm curious to see Alabama offensive line versus Georgia D line. And also another thing I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see, I mean I'm Mac Jones has shown me a lot and I I agree one hundred percent with everybody said, but I want to see him how he composes himself. If this game gets tight, we know it's gonna get physical. We know it's going to be chippy. That's what I want to see. And if he can survive this Saturday, man, I have no other. I don't think I even criticize his kid again the rest of the year. You're right. As far as Mac Jones is concerned, we're about to find out Saturday. Because right. what he yeah. is or is not able to do Saturday will pretty much um, shape people's opinions on Mac Jones for the remainder of the season. This is the game this Saturday. I'm with you on that. Yeah, hey, what, what is what what key matchup outside? I guess we talked about the O line and D line already. What's the key matchup you think for Alabama uh, to not only not so much dominate, but to actually like this is going to be the key matchup. If they're winning this, then they're probably going to win the game. Um, oddly enough, look, I think Alabama's receivers are going to get theirs. It's hard to stop. Uh, both Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle, especially now when you have to look over at a third man like John Mechie. Mm-hmm. This kid from Canada come down here and tripped out. Right. He was playing right. incredible, right? <laughs> right. He's so, been. <laughs> it's a pick-your-poison type deal as far as that's concerned. But I think 
if Alabama can be physical on the line of scrimmage and Najee Harris, if Najee rushes for a buck fifty or more, Alabama wins the ball game. Okay. So with that being said, you know, we, we, we don't want to hold you too long. We just thank you for uh, taking your time tonight. What is your what is your prediction for Saturday? Everything being said, everything don't being in. Hey, hey, man, look, I, I ain't got to put you on, but you know what I mean. If you, if you ain't re- okay, we, 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 give us give us your keys to the game. I won't put you on for a prediction. How about that? Oh, I'm good with a prediction. I was about to give it to you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Don't let me stop you. I'm gonna have to say Saturday, the Alabama defense doesn't play perfect, but it announces to the college football world that it is capable of being a respectable unit. Alabama's offense shows up and continues to do what it's done. And Alabama wins a close one over Georgia, 38-31. to 38-31. I can see. I, okay. I got you. I got you. Fellas, y'all got anything else before we let, before we let Ricky go? Nah, man, that, that's, 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 that's a good way to end it, man, yeah. like you said. Yeah. And roll tide. <laughs> Dave, what you got? <laughs> God, dang. I was trying to make it through the show without one. At least one when I, I hit it one time, you know, you know what I'm gonna get it. You already know. Hey, Ricky, man, go ahead once again, man. Give everybody your information, how they can find you, um, everything with the website, the, the Twitter, every, how they can find you on social media, everything. All right, I am at Bama ROG on Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow our full team at Tide Talk Sports. Check us out online at TideTalkSports.com and on YouTube on the Alabama Football News and Rumors channel presented by Chat Sports. So we try to have them. We got you covered on social media, on the website, and on YouTube. Hey, man, I appreciate your time, man. Like I said, I appreciate and again, all the information. Just for David, roll tide. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I wasn't gonna bring anybody team allegiance into the. I because I, I haven't said a word. But hey, if you follow us enough and you watch us enough, you know where it is. But you know we're college football fans first, regardless. That's right. right. So you know we all about we all about finding this is gonna be a great matchup on Saturday. I can't wait. I might be hosting a little something because I I got to see this man. I got to see it. it's gonna be great. But Ricky, let man, we are free. If you host, let me know if you host an event, I'll drop by. Well, wait a minute now. Hold on now. Hold on now. <laughs> maybe, maybe when we get closer, maybe next time you come to Tuscaloosa, close to Tuscaloosa, you hit me up. I'm not that far from Tuscaloosa. You know, I'm in Birmingham. I'm not that far. All right. But man, Rick, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for everything, man. And once again, this has been Down South Football Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DSL Podcast, man. And we got my boy, I might y'all see my Twitter name right there at Renard D. Williams. You got our boy David Gardner at DL Gardner 205 and our man Ben Dennis at I am DJ Double Dose. Hit us up at DSL Podcast, man. Keep walking with us and keep rolling with us, man. We're gonna pump out some more great episodes and more great content. Y'all know how we do. But till next time, fellas, we'll holler at y'all and we out.